going on, y'all? What's going on? Welcome back uh, to another delicious episode. This is a a, a delicious episode of uh, Audible Podcast. I'm your host, uh, Dusty Wolds, uh on Twitter. Uh, y'all holler at me, at Wardy Sign on Twitch. Y'all holler at me. You know how we do it. We keep it real. How we keep it real. Now how we do everything else. Crossthestreamsmedia.com. Y'all go check out our platform. Uh, check out, of course, my podcast. Uh, you can check out Movie Gap Podcast, Three Business on Mike Podcast, Dan on Dan Acker. I always said Dan Arnold. I said Dan Arnold because I'm combining Tom Arnold for some reason. Dan Acker. I'm not sure why. Tom Arnold. And every time I I'm about to say Dan Aykroyd. I say Dan Arnold. Literally every time for like the last 20 years. I'm sorry. If you go check it out right now, I think the movie gap dropped like either yesterday or the day before. Uh, Talking about Michael Myers, we're talking about some Halloween shit. I'm not really into horror shit, but I get into it. It's a fantastic podcast. Um, Holler at your boys. Get, go give everybody a try, man. Listen to me. Listen to everybody. Sports, media, uh, gaming. We, it, it's all left for you. So check it out. But let's get into this episode ninety nine. Jeez, should be a lot more. I should be on like episode seven hundred and ninety three in my head. That's what. That's who we are. So we got a little bit to talk about today. Um. It's been a lot of things floating in my mind. It, you know, I would say things could get random, but it's always random because I just talk about whatever I feel like talking about. Uno, right? So we had the games last night. NBA, um, for which I want to talk about. Actually, we had MLB and NBA, but we'll discuss NBA. Before I get into the games, I want to talk a little bit about uh, about Philly. And about Ben Simmons and about just about everything in that little situation, right? So the 76ers, as we have discussed before, um, I pulled up their record yesterday. So uh their record lasts like 10 years. So it's kind of it's somewhat embedded in my head, right? They've been tanking roughly since like 2012, probably the 12-13 season, okay? Um, they were able to get number one picks, top three picks. We've gone over this. Jello Okafor, no, no, Nerlens Noel. Um, um, uh, what was uh, I think a uh, point guard, light skin point guard. I forget his name. I apologize. I'm not trying to forget his name, but there's oh, I always get kick Gilchrist and then somebody else mixed up. I'm sorry. Um, then they were able to get uh, Embiid. Um, and this could be, this is not in order. This is all mixed up. They were able to get Fultz at one point. Um, Embiid didn't play for like three years. I think a lot of people forget that. Embiid didn't play like three years. He did like, he was. We, 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 who we think about all of the, um, issues Philly has. And I think that their issues, much like. The NFL has their organizational issues. I think Philly has organizational issues because they have a they have new people in the front office. This is not the same front office from two years ago. Um, they have a, a totally different uh, president of operations that they hired in, in this past offseason. They got the GM. They changed Daryl Morey out. Um, but they still seem to be having problems, right? Just a guess. Uh, I always assumed that their problems was more training staff issues. Uh, they don't have the right, like, shooting coaches. But as much as I talk about the NBA, as much as I love the NBA, I'm still very casual to these type of things. So I don't know what type of coach, when the coach comes in, I know he brings in his coaching staff, some assistants, you know, some other people. but. What about the people that are like the team staff or the team manager? Like when David Griffin got into New Orleans, he brought in uh, some former Phoenix 
uh, managers, like uh, you know, physical managers and people that are good at recovery and helping these players uh, not get injured and mend injuries and just different things like that, right? Because Phoenix is always seen as like uh, a top tier part of that, uh, as far as like the two thousands, as far as the way they used to play basketball. You know, this is how the, the Phoenix metrics is how you get Golden State. It's how you get a lot of people. They started to use metrics as far as how much guys are running before they get tired. If you look at this, Golden State has been doing this since Steve Kerr got there. They put these meters, they put this stuff on on like Curry's bodies and Clay's bodies to let them know, let the doctors know, okay, when, when Clay plays 28 minutes, this is how his fatigue is. And then they look at his production as far as maybe amount of rebounds or points or how fast he's traveling, how much he's moving. They use all that to let you know how many minutes we should we be playing these guys. That's why if you look at Steph Curry's minutes, to me, which is why um, his stats are even more impressive, Steph Curry barely plays 30 minutes a game. Like, his MVP season, I don't think he played 30 minutes. He may have played 32, but there was a lot of games where he didn't play the full quarter. Um, that that's, comes with busting motherfuckers' ass. But also comes where he don't, you know, you can look at his minutes either way. And he's not he's not playing James Harden minutes. Jesus Christ, James Harden plays, you know, he's playing fucking construction minutes. He's he's out there all day. You know what I mean? So he's not playing those minutes. I said all of that, all of that, to get back to Philly, because we've had this issue with Fultz where Fultz had to just leave. And in that small span before he got injured, we saw a totally different type of Fultz. We saw a totally different confidence in the player. We saw a totally different confidence in his shooting because he actually shot the ball because he didn't he didn't even play in Philly. Like, you got to understand this, dog. Like, he didn't even really play. There was nobody within the Philadelphia organization and there was nobody that they reached out to to say, hey, we got a player that we drafted. Was he first? He was the top three? He was something like this. He was first at least, right? I don't want to feel like looking it up right now. We have a player here who don't even want to shoot. He don't even, he's not even comfortable enough to play let alone shoot. Like, at least Simmons comes in and he just plays hard on defense. But the offense, he clearly wants no part of. But he's still a top defender. You know what I mean? But you already got fucking Matisse Thibault doing that. So I understand their point of view. But they fucking knew that before they gave him $180 million, $200 million. That's another point. Um, so you have Fultz leave. And Fultz... Now, Fultz was skipping up the court in Orlando, like literally. Um, and then uh, you have last year and you bring in Doc Rivers, right? So this is not a, a surprise thing for Doc Rivers. Um, if y'all remember the when Kevin Garnett was had area 51 or area whatever, area 82, area whatever he had inside the NBA, right? And he would be hanging with those cats. And he had his own area. And then they had a little Celtics thing. And, like, there was some beef with Doc Rivers and, like, uh, maybe Rondo or Big Baby Day. All these cats was beefing. But we're showing a live beef. This man a coach. Like, we see this is former player. This man is a coach. Then we see this shit with the Clippers, right? Where it just didn't work out. He couldn't get his players to actually meld, to actually get together. Blake and Chris had a serious problem with each other. And that, that all broke up, right? So we give him a pass on that. He's he's clipping. And then he's they give him the GM role as well for a little bit, right? So Doc has done anything. Doc was just Doc was just a coach at first. Right? And we going back ten years. Those that Lob City shoes like 2011. We're going back a long time. So I'm trying not to scream in a mic. I listen to the podcast. I feel like I'm screaming. If it don't sound like I'm screaming, I talk a little fucking louder. But 
This is 2011. They, they never figured out the Chris Paul, Blake Griffin thing. They just broke it up. They go ahead and they give Blake Griffin. This is when he's GM. So he made that decision to give Blake Griffin his big ass. Huh? And the decision to give Blake Griffin all that money. Okay, that's one thing. That's I'm not going to judge that. The rundown, putting this man Jerry's up in the rafters. You giving him the full run, telling him he should stay there. Y'all could win a championship together. That whole thing. Like, we do a whole ceremonious thing. Dog, y'all, had, you know, when niggas had to make them rafters, nigga. I had to make some fake rafters, fake bands to hold up for this man. And you trade him? Okay, so bam, that's one thing, right? He gets no blame for that. He's been wrote, he's been under the he was under the thing. He was under the radar in Boston. How you only get one championship out of that? Excuse me. It didn't let nowhere go. It didn't bloom. It just blow it all up. And then it's all done. And then he goes to the Clippers and they get nothing with Chris Paul, Blake Griffin, DeAndre Jordan. And they get nothing even more. And then he gets Paul George and Kawhi, and he gets none of the blame on the way out. He just slides out to the new to the new gig. And then he goes there, and we know for an absolute fact there's an obvious dislike and tension between Ben Simmons and Embiid. I don't follow these cats on social media. I even have an Instagram. I don't follow them on Twitter. I don't know what their daily tweets is, but on the court and whatever you see, you there's you can just look at them and tell. They've confirmed it. Embiid, if Embiid fuck with Ben Simmons like that, even as a teammate, oh man, man, that man does what he want. All right, that that means it. They're automatically done, right? You knew that before you got there. You gotta mend that because that's the only way you're gonna actually win. They got worse. Bringing Doc and Moore in. They got worse. Right? So, after they get beat up in the playoffs by the Hawks, the Hawks dismiss Was the Hawks dismiss them like that? Who's dismissed them? Was it the Hawks? It was, I believe it was. So, they get dismissed. And Doc goes... And first of all, I've seen this in the UFC. I've seen this in the NFL. I've seen this in the NBA. When it's time for the media to ask questions, especially after a game, ask questions about the fucking game. Don't ask your media-driven, halfway opinionated question. Because who asked? Oh well, can you win a championship with Ben Simmons? Who think who, who's thinking of a question like that? Besides a, sh- I don't know who asked who asked the question. Besides a shit stir, besides a little slimy piece of shit, I don't know who asked the question or why. I have no idea. But for a question like that to even be, they just lost. So when he say I don't know. He probably do me. I don't know, nigga. What do you want me to hear? What you want me to say right now? Oh, yes. Yes, of course. We can win 10 championships with. What do you want him to say? And also, that's the wrong answer because he's supposed to say, yes, yes, of course we can. We just got to fight. This is my first year. That's all he had to say is my first year. Because it's his first year. You put the blame on yourself because you're the coach. Right? So I didn't see any other other part of the interviews. So he could have put the blame on himself. I really doubt that he did because he's never done that before. And this is like fucking 13, 14 years of coaching. I have a problem with Doc Rivers, but this is 13, 14 years of coaching. So it's some crazy shit coming up, right? So personal shit we don't should even be knowing about, caring about, right? So in before the last season started, Ben Simmons was pretty much out the door at the, uh, I almost call it halftime, at All-Star break, Ben Simmons was supposed to be out the door. We're talking All-Star Ben Simmons, right? The whole summer, 
And after you just heard your coach say that, and after Embiid and shitted on you, right? Who's the, who's the best player on the team? He shitted on you. The coach, the new coach, just shitted on you. And the GM is trying to trade your ass, but he wants too much. He wants so much in a trade, he can't even trade you. They know they can just get rid of him, get a good deal with some good role players, and be fine with it and be be done with it. But they're trying to get an elite player for elite player. We'll talk about we'll talk about that later. Actually, let me write that uh, down. We'll talk about that later. Um. So this man has been getting publicly traded like dog. We and I, I saw uh um uh. I forget who who it was, but like we all see that he's he's in the trade rumors. We've been seeing this for like a year straight. You think he don't see he in trade rumors for the last year straight? You don't think when it's time to get traded or when you're in serious trade talks, the GM and you need that level of player, the GM the car, you say, yo, man, we probably about to trade your ass. And it don't happen, and you're supposed to be all good with it. What? Uh, granted, granted, let me take one step back because I'm not a rich man's defender. They are black. I understand that. But we, we, it's a certain level of nigga I'm going to sit here and speak up for. Granted, they do pay, they do make $30, $40 million a year to put a ball in a hoop, a, a, a peach seed. In a crate. And this nigga just bought it like a $15 million house not in his business to come on the timeline. It's on the timeline. It's a very nice house. I'm sure he sprinted from half court to out of bounds several times to earn that gigantic house. On a human level, when you got people saying they don't want you and nobody on the team wants you. That's a fact, right? The star player don't want you there. If Embiid don't want you there, and Embiid was like, yo, man, our chemistry been good throughout all this. We good. That means the rest of the niggas don't want you there. The coach just said, they don't know if you're supposed to be there. And you was notified by the GM that they was about to trade your ass. And then at the end of the season, y'all pretty much say, yeah, fuck it. We ain't fucking with each other. You make it a mutual thing. And then when the season starts, and you don't want to do your part of trading me, and I got to show back up to motherfuckers who have publicly said that they do not even like me. It's not even like People can be bad at their job or not be good at their job, but you still fuck with them as a person. Like, you may know somebody that's lazy, but they just may be, you should still fuck with them. You know what I mean? That's it. Being, being lazy or being not even lazy, it's not lazy. Being inadequate in something doesn't give anybody a right to, like, fully dislike you. You're just terrible at this thing. But if I had a friend... I say video game. They just suck at video games. Tell me I don't fuck with them. They just don't. We just not gonna play. You not gonna be on my team. These people are not even helping up for them on just a human level. Like saying, "Yo, man, the team said they gonna trade him. They ain't trade him, and he got to show back here and play." Nobody has said that. I, actually, I've only heard MB speak, and he don't give a fuck either way. He gonna play fifty games, and that's it either way. So, my stance is with Ben Simmons, they clearly don't want him there. Why would any anybody, not even a player, not even an athlete, this is any, why would anybody feel comfortable in a workplace that is publicly, and this is as public as you can get it. This is why they get paid $30 million to put a ball in the hoop because it's so publicized and it's I'm sitting and talk about it right now. I don't know these niggas. How could you how 
Now, on one, on the other hand, if you tell me you're about to give me $40 million, all I got to do is learn how to put the ball in the hoop more or just attempt to put the ball in the hoop more than I'm already doing, this is the thing. They don't even care. I, I'm dog. I'm gonna speak for myself. I ain't gonna say that. I'm gonna speak for myself. I don't care if Ben Simmons go two for twenty. As long as he's shooting them twenty shots, and long as some of them is good shots, and he just missed them holes, dog. That's all good. But you just shooting two shots, nigga. That. Ooh. You don't play that good a defense. You ain't Jordan. He was like, hold up, what's this? Um, so all team defense. Um, okay, so he's first team all defense this year. So he played at a a a a, a very exceptional level. On defense. But the difference between him and just about everybody else here is Giannis scores 30 points on top of that with 15 rebounds on top of that and five assists on top of that. Rudy Gobert's putting up three blocks on top of that shit. And he's defending the entire paint. Draymond already has three championship rings. Drew Holiday just got a championship ring and he also can shoot that thing when he wants to. He had points in the playoffs. He's dog shit, but he still played well defensively, but he wasn't scoring right. He, he had some, when his good games were really good, and then the rest of them were, dang, the playoffs was all Giannis. Um, but Ben Simmons is not at the level of these cats. So if he think he could just play great defense for $180 million, I'm sorry, dog. They already got Matisse Thibel to do that shit, especially if you're not even going to score. They already have that person, but if you already have that person, trade the man. Get it over with. Because the only reason he came back is because you was finding him. So you already know he don't want to be there. So this is a Daryl Morey thing. Um, this is a, definitely a Doc Rivers thing because how can you how can you think putting a player in that position is going to come out positive? You just saw it with Harden. Harden's like, dog, just trade me. I really don't want to be here. We all know it's over. It's over. Trade me. He hasn't said Ben Simmons hasn't said that, but this is the same situation. So um I think it's iffy. I think it's stupid. Um I mean it's uh it's all petty because it's 30, 40 million dollars put the ball in the hoop. This nigga's uh living on beach matches. He he he's he can't even play 20% of his job. This nigga's living on the beach in a match. Jesus Christ. Uh so I have no sympathy for the situation at all. Y'all know how I feel. Uh just uh I'll just go I'll claim hate of the year and uh we'll move on. These niggas put ball in the hoops. Let's let's go to let's let's, let's talk Kyrie for just a second, right? And uh we're gonna get into the games a little bit. Let's talk Kyrie for a quick second, right? A quick second. Make it brief. If and I tell to take this as a gigantic if. If Kyrie Irving is willing to retire from basketball and sit out from potentially $200 million contract uh, based off of his belief that he shouldn't have to take um, a vaccine because it is mandated um, and he doesn't believe that he should be um, forced to put something in his body that he doesn't want to. If he is going to retire from that, I do not applaud that. I think that is the dumbest possible thing that you could ever do is that to be a man of the people as you so claim to be and speaking for the people, even though you tell the media, you don't want to speak, even though you don't speak at all, even though when you speak, you're saying nothing. 
um to be a a a, a realist and to understand that again you are a person that puts the ball in a hoop very well that's really it like i saw the dude with the nhl uh, evander kane he got caught with the fake vaccine vaccine card right they only suspended him right Regular niggas, me and you, I be in fair, I be in coming out of jail right now for some stupid shit like that. Uh, these niggas just get suspended for twenty one days. They get to sit in a mansion for a month. Whoop they fucking do. What whoop they do? Let's get back to it. But that's exactly why he's a fucking hockey player and not anything else, nigga. That's why you play hockey. Because there's nobody in any type of educated field that thinks to actually do that. What? Who? What? It doesn't make sense. It just it just don't. Though. Like I'm, yeah. I was watching a pod earlier this morning with uh, Dominique Foxworth. Like, if these dudes came from, you know, I'll go back to Kyrie. If he came from a place uh, that that a lot of us come from. Uh, and by us, I mean just about everybody. But niggas in particular, was speaking to just about everybody when it comes to America. Uh, we all come from poverty. A lot of us, a huge chunk of us. Uh, so if if you had this mentality to where you've always felt like the government has never been there for you, but now all of a sudden they throwing some shit at your table, say, "Oh, slam the table," say, "Oh, you got to take this," or you can't. If you come from that place, it's still stupid and it's still very short-sighted. But there's some understanding. Also, if that has been your attitude this entire time, this ain't been, bruh. You can't spend a a a, a year on YouTube and just come out pan African like dog. You've been. You been tugging down white women, doing crazy, doing wild, dumb shit for years. Say wild, disrespectful shit for years. Just being goofy for years. Now all of a sudden, some YouTube University, some fake spiritual shit. He's probably charging up rocks, putting rocks on the sun. He's probably doing all this type of shit. And all of a sudden, you supposed to be Malcolm. It's very weird, um, and I don't mean weird in like a weird way. I mean weird in like a very cringy, stupid um, type of way. Uh, so, you know, I always have a tough time with it when it's guys that come from poverty and they get rich and they just don't seem to understand or comprehend how it felt to be poor again. So to try to set yourself up to where you could level, you could never be at the minimum that you was when you started. You'd never be at your top, but you never drop down to your minimum. You know what I mean? Like if you ever ate King Vitamin before, you know when you get older, you never want to eat King Vitamin again. If you ate powdered eggs and powdered milk. You know, a whole ass government cheat. You know that you'll never, at least, want to get to that again. Um. So for these cats to be so out of touch with giving up the opportunity to that they have to put a simple ball in the hoop for two, I'm really stupid. I've been this has probably been the last couple of podcast episodes. You know, of course, everybody knows this. It's public information. But it's really, I think it's like, it's like, I guess it's jealousy mixed in with just hatred. And I'm an absolute hater. When you're stewing and you see like regular people, like a firefighter, nigga, I don't really know firefighters. I don't really, I don't know no firefighters personally, right? But I kind of know what their job is. And their job is to run into fire. Like, we don't have, America doesn't design fire resistant suits as in if you go in that fire nigga you will be okay 100% everything is fine we don't really make stuff like that we make uh laser 3d pistols 
and I can print a pistol, basically. I can print a knife. Like, we do shit like that. We don't make shit that betters other Americans' lives because we don't actually make shit in America. We buy other shit. How America makes its money is we're like uh, how the mafia make made money. We offer protection. We go to a small country and we say, hey, bitch, give me all your resources or we going to take them and we're going to protect them from other people from taking them. But it's really about you giving it to us or we're just going to take it anyway. We're just going to make a reason up to take it. Or you could just let us take it and we'll give you some protection. That's basically how we operate. We don't like make shit. We don't say, hey, we're making this and y'all make that. Let's do a little trade. And, you know, we don't we don't really we don't do shit like that. So like a, to get the understanding of it, you put you just put a ball in the hoop. Like that's that's kind of it. That's thirty million dollars. That's fifty million dollars. Like we we know how that is, but a nigga that runs into fire for a living versus ball hoop for a couple months. I just think that there's a tremendous difference in how much they pay. And it's it's right because they generate the two different things, but you know what I mean. And everybody know what I mean. When I compare to a teacher or firefighter, even the fucking police, I keep it real. I'm not signing up at $29,000. You get what you pay for. They pay cops $29,000. What job is going to get Harvard graduates, a nigga, jujitsu instructors? I don't know what these niggas' backgrounds is. For $29,000, no. You getting bum whites and bum blacks that think they can do a difference, but they see, I can't do a difference. So they just do what everybody else do. But ultimately, their job is to die for me for twenty nine thousand. I think not. I'm not doing that. My job is to take a bullet for you for twenty nine thousand a year, <laughs> buddy. So to put all that in the context, I just think these basketball players is, is bitches like. This is in in NFL all this. Shut the fuck up, dog. Y'all y'all play a simple sport, nigga. You put a ball in a hoop. Shut the fuck up. You're not oppressed. Oppress me, nigga. 27 bedroom, uh 16 bath me. If that was slavery, get the whip out. Get the shackles out. If if that's what the government is oppressing you, nigga. Marble me up. Otherwise, shut the fuck up. Play sports. Who we here for? We pay for. Let's get to the Lakers and Warriors. The Lakers, old man group. That's right. Hard transition. I'm doing hard transition because I was getting a little angry. (laughs) The Lakers, old man group. Right. So. The Warriors will clearly be better when Clay comes back, right? I think he's still a little tender. He didn't play last night, but he'll probably be back, let's say, mid-season before that, probably. I still think there's some trades out there. Um, I saw the Ben Simmons for Kyrie Irving straight-up trade. I think that immensely solves everyone's problems. Um, I'm not sure how that fixes anything money-wise. I don't look into that. I don't know about that, but it it gives you exactly what you need. Philly needs that type of guard. And Brooklyn needs that type of defensive presence and also paint presence. Because if they can at least get Ben Simmons to he, not at least yet, Harden is on the floor. Ben Simmons is gonna run to the fucking goal. He's gonna get some rebounds. He's gonna be 
uh, he's going to be Clint Capella, but perfect for Harden. Harden needs a guy like Ben Simmons that can, that can do in and out because they're going to make him play out. He's not going to be playing with KD and not get better. That's what I understand about the Ben Simmons thing. How can y'all not work with y'all dog? This is a dog. Y'all all get better with him. What? This is what I'm not understanding. What? Is this not a team? Giannis came in shooting that jumper last night. He wasn't doing that by himself. Ben Simmons is signed to Clutch. Who owns Clutch? LeBron. Uh, LeBron can't get this nigga a shooting coach? That, that's the part that's not restroom. To the Lakers. If this was like 2013, I'd be very, very afraid of this Lakers team. I don't know about now, right? One thing. They have... They have too many people that are qualified for each role, right? So what, a, what is ultimately going to happen is, is somebody ain't going to get to play. And somebody's going to have to play with the, the first unit. Somebody's going to play with the second unit. I, saw, I was watching the Inside the NBA. Charles Walker came out with a really good um, um, opinion or suggestion. With Russell Westbrook playing more with the second uh, group, that way, because if you have him, Rondo, LeBron, and AD on it, you're taking away Russ's greatest thing, which is to handle the ball, right? You put it with the second group, and you put him out there with maybe Dwight Howard, maybe none. Maybe you take LeBron away, but you keep AD out there. You got none, LeBron, him, A.V. Burke. You got some defenders, you got some shooters, you got some inside presence. You could do a lot more. Um, I think they'll figure that out as they go along. I think the worst thing that you could do is write them off after a night against the Warriors. Not like they got blown. I don't think they lost by fucking 30, Jesus Christ, even if they did. It's the first game of the season. There's a lot to figure out. But, uh, you know, if anybody's going to figure out, it's probably going to be fucking LeBron, right? I I, I assume. Um, with the Warriors, um, newly vaccinated Wiggins is, is his name now. His name before was unvaccinated Wiggins. Now it is uh, freshly vaccinated, vaccinated Wiggins. Second shot Wiggins uh, is what the streets call him. I don't really know how to feel about him. Um Eagle Dowers back is probably gonna be playing limited minutes. Um, Draymond's playing limited minutes. Wiggins is already playing limited minutes. Like Draymond and Wiggins playing limited minutes at the beginning of the season tells me ah I don't know. Or they injured or do they get traded? Um I've been uh kind of saying it, it feels like Draymond wants to get traded. Um he went on a podcast with KD and pretty much blamed the front office uh, for KD leaving, even though he's the one that called KD a bitch-ass nigga, which is why KD left. I'm not sure how how a one plus one came to seven, but um, that happened. Uh, he also missed the Warriors media day because he was hanging with LeBron. So um, I think Draymond gets traded this year. I think it's it's time for Draymond to go um, because a certain attitude and a certain type of production level has to come with each other. Like, if you're going to be bitchy Draymond saying whatever I want, Draymond, you can't be 6.8 assists, 8 rebounds scoring Draymond. Like, I know advanced metric fans or like oh he plays real hard fans may think six eight and eight but he plays some good defenses like cool but you just kind of just say Ben Simmons and that's not you know that's he's not Ben Simmons he's not a better defender than Ben Simmons so I'm sorry about that uh you may be stronger probably your defensive files but he's not uh better so I think with 
more attitude and less production probably gets Draymond shipped out. Um, I think the Wigan experiment ended last year at the All-Star break, actually. I I think it ended then. Um, But they couldn't figure anything out. They went all in for Oubre. I uh, respect the aggression. It did not work. I see both of these dudes getting traded. For who? I don't know. Um, I'm not sure how how Draymond works. I mean, actually, Draymond and Wiggins works for Ben Simmons. And I'm sure Philly would throw in a pick and maybe another player and maybe a three-way trade. I'm not sure who else the Warriors can give up. Probably another maybe perimeter player. Philly didn't – Philly's uh, team is not that deep. I can see Ben Simmons in a in a in another perimeter player or a young guard. Uh, coming over to the Warriors. I think Wiggins and Draymond doesn't. They don't fix Philly's problems. But they don't make them worse. Like, the the potential meter for Wiggins will always be there. Even though, for the price tag, he falls below. But defensively, he brings you a good defensive wing presence. You already have Draymond, who gives you everything defensively. You already have Joel Embiid, who gives you everything defensively. You got some shooters you can spring in. Maxi will come in. He'll step up. Um, Tobias is getting paid $180 million. Hopefully, you know, at some point, he can put a ball in the hoop um, consistently. But um, it just feels like the Warriors are still uh, a little bit away. and. Uh, I don't know. We, we'll see how they go when, when Clay comes back. When you get Clay and Wiggins, because I don't think you can have Clay Wiggins and Ubre. They had D'Angelo Russell. Like they've been trying. At the very least, my team ain't been trying. Has your team bought in D'Angelo Russell with Wiggins and Ubre? This is like within two years they bought in these three players. Like, I don't know who the fuck. We signed Valley Chunis. We didn't even need this nigga. So I respect the aggression. Um in hindsight, it will always look bad because it don't work out. But but somebody team has to try, right? Somebody got to try. Somebody just can't wait and tank draft picks or wait for draft picks or, you know, do this type of stuff. Some people just have to trade some stuff and stay aggressive and, and try to keep their head above water. At the very least, that's all you can um, kind of ask the franchise to do. But we'll see how it goes for them. Uh, Bucks Nets, um, the Bucks are still the number one team in the league. Uh Start off with a lot of injuries. Jesus Christ, like three, four things got hurt. Bob Porter's already hurt. Uh, uh, Dante DiVincenzo is, is still hurt. Like, so they're going to have a tough time coming out. Um, But I got to say this. Uh, Giannis, is, he is the best player in the NBA. Um, It's been like three years of that now. And it's... It's not. It is because of stats. Of course, it is because of defense. But there's nobody that pl- plays harder, dog. At the as a fan, right? You watching this shit. You spend your little money on a little ticket or whatever. You go out to a ball. You spend a little cash at the ball just to watch your favorite team. Uh, you may buy a little jersey. You do whatever, right? To support your team, support the squad. A lot of people grew up into fandom. Fandom, that's why I like it with baseball. I don't, I don't want a team because I just want to enjoy the sport. I feel like fandom doesn't give you the, the full enjoyment of the sport, but at least you get the full enjoyment of your team, right? I grew up in New Orleans. Seeing my whole family bucked up for the Saints, in hindsight, it's cool. Everybody got their black and gold on. Motherfucker, second line of the street. It's the real, like, I don't think people get it. If you ever been to a Saints game, it's a real event outside the game. Like, motherfuckers is dancing. Like, it's a party before you get in there and when you at the game. it's uh, Motherfuckers is dancing the whole time. Don't let the Saints be winning. It's a, it's a hold-on in that motherfucker. So, I understand the the full spectrum of fandom, right? All my teams suck. Carolina, Pelicans. That's why I don't even 
fuck with them like that. They suck. They suck. They've always sucked. Talk last podcast. Uh, Kerry Collins, Chris Winkie, Jake DeLome, Rodney Pete, Cam Newton, and now Sam Donald. Those are the quarterbacks uh, that were available for a Carolina fan to root for for the last 25 years. 25 years. 25. Jake DeLone, six turnovers in a in a playoff game, five intercepts and a fumble in a playoff game against the Arizona Colts. It was worse than a, it was worse than watching my team lose in the Super Bowl twice. Watching him have six turnovers in a playoff game. I don't have one personal etched scar in my head. That I can go back to and be like, man, remember, this person fucked me up. This person fucked me over. You know, this breakup was so bad. That's the first thing. When I think of pain, Jake DeLone come in my head. That's how much sports fandom is. It's, it's very ridiculous. It's very ridiculous. All I've ever asked for. If for a cast to go out there and play hard. Play like niggas is paying you $40 million to play. Because we saw what Giannis was coming into the league, dog. He don't even look, he ain't even look like the same person. He played like a nigga that ain't going back to wherever he came from. And he played like somebody that's getting paid $30 million, $40 million, whatever he get paid. A year. That's all you can ever ask. The NBA was a little different now. It's some cast coming in. Um, this is not a bad thing. I don't want to Jesus Christ pay this bad thing. But it's cast coming in. It's not from bad households. They're from more privileged households. They may understand um the street, hood, poverty, and all that stuff. But it's the difference between experience. I always tell people this. You can you can empathize. But if you've never experienced something, you have absolutely no idea what that person is feeling or has felt or what may get to them, triggers them. It's certain shit that just piss you off or piss me off. It'll never piss you off because they may strike some with me. It's Everything is about experience. That's why you just can't take people's... Uh, uh, like emotion and reaction for granted, because you never know what the fuck happened to somebody. It's just always some random. You, it's always some random. It's always something crazy, right? So that's why I really respect Giannis, and that's why I really respect Westbrook, because Westbrook since two thousand eight, Westbrook has played hard. I don't care if you like Westbrook. I don't care. I'm not. He shoot the motherfuckers. He shooting furniture. I don't know what. He, I don't know what's in those basketballs when he's shooting them bitches. But they they be breaking. I understand that. But there's nobody that plays harder for this long. Don't like LeBron. We talk about greatest athletes, right? LeBron is definitely probably the greatest athlete um, basketball has ever seen. But it ain't no way LeBron's going as hard as Giannis. Well, he did in his first. No, he didn't play as good a defense as this. He didn't win defense and play the fucking year. He was he was first team defense. I don't know if he's first team. You know what? He's fucking all team defense, LeBron guy. I say, uh, Question I wanted to ask myself a long time ago. And I never got a chance to ask, right? So, all right here. LeBron's been selected six times. No, seven times. Six times. He's been 13 five times. And one second. See, this, this is why. Uh, Jordan has been nine all first. Jesus Christ. Okay. Tim Duncan, eight. And seven. Jesus Christ. Okay, Timmy. Kobe, Kobe, nine and three. Nine, first team and three, second team. Okay, Kobe. Jesus Christ. 
Uh, I didn't know LeBron was this low on the totem pole when it comes to it's just six. Kobe's had more. Tim Duncan has more second teams than LeBron has any in general at all. Uh, and Jordan has nine all first teams and nothing else. Uh, what that means is he gets all the first play votes and no other votes. Uh, so that's why he got nine of them motherfuckers. Back to my point. Way back to my point. There's nobody that plays harder. And as long as he's playing that hard, his team will always play with him. And his team will always play with him. The second leading scorer was Pat McConaughey. None of us give a fuck what Pat McConaughey scores every night. Nobody's looking at the box score to see what Pat McConaughey scores every night, right? Keep it real. I don't. I could. I only know what Pat McConaughey scored because I seen it. They had no Drew. Couple other injuries. And they still beat out a, a very good team that's arguably the two best players in the world, only Kevin Durant and James Harden, right? Um, also, have Blake Griffin and LaMarcus Aldridge. You can say, oh, well, you know, they're a washer. They're Blake Griffin and LaMarcus Aldridge. That's a fact. They're just, they're them. We don't know how, what they are. We don't know what they are. Um, and if there's an excuse for them being washed, and if that's the excuse for losing, then. Jesus Christ, how many fucking good players do they need on their team to win? Giannis plays hard. That's all you can ever want. That's all you can ever respect. And um, uh, that's why it's, he's one of my favorite players along with Westbrook. I mean, how can you? I can't help. Just play like you. I'm, th- these niggas be getting me real MAGA. You know what? That Pittsburgh celebration, bro. I know the Pittsburgh Steelers celebration called the intercept. I seen that celebration, and let me tell you what. I went and got a fishing line. I went and called me some sea bass. I went and adopted a German shepherd. And I don't want to hear no, I want some shut up and dribble action. Ever since that, these niggas on that Pittsburgh sideline celebrated for like seven minutes. In a regular season game, what would these niggas do? In the Super Bowl, they'll do the merengue. It'd be a 17-band merengue out there. If it was a Super Bowl. Ever since then, I'm real hard on sports, man. I don't want to tolerate it no more, man. I'm tired of all this, man. Tired of everything. Tired of the complaining. Nobody's oppressed. You niggas have been to any other country. You niggas have read anything. Ain't nothing wrong with nobody. Do something. Figure something out. Find a way to change some shit. These women in motherfucking, like Saudi Arabia, just became legal for them to drive in like 2018. Nigga, 19. They couldn't even drive. They could let me it just became legal for them to get behind a vehicle and drive like three years ago, son. Three. Three. And these are countries with the real richest people in the world. Bezos ain't the richest nigga in the world. He's just the richest nigga that has public. His financials are all public because he owns gigantic companies. And he's in America and he has to turn that information in. That's why he's the richest. He's not actually the richest person in the world, man. I don't know if y'all know that or not. He's not actually the richest in the world. Because these cats in Saudi Arabia that don't have to turn their information in to nobody because they run the country. And they'll always run the country because they've always ran the country. Those people, those women out there, those children out there, those young women out there, those young women in, in, in Afghanistan, you seen that shit out there? Those people that's going through some shit. People so desperate to, that people so crazed 
They were throwing their children over a fence to American soldiers because at the fucking very least, at least their kids can live. And we talking about some niggas that I don't know why we getting into this stuff, son. These people, th- dog, you, you know how much is going on, how much hopelessness. If you like, yo, take this, my baby. Make sure they're okay. At the very least. Niggas be complaining about some crazy shit. Jeez Louise. Y'all be getting me mad. I'm about to put a fist up to a, my bicep through the wall right now. I want to talk about one last thing. Um, I had written down here. It's one of the first things I actually want to talk about. And it was um, analyst. And it was mostly about UFC analysts, right? So UFC analysts and sports analysts in general, not analysts, commentators, right? I'll say commentators because the analysts and the commentators are two different people. The analysts, when they get to the desk, those are the analysts. Those are the ones that talk narratives and they talk everything. The commentators are just supposed to talk the fight, allegedly, right? I mean, it's in basketball, I mean, it's in football, I mean, it's in there. Commentators just supposed to talk to sport, right? But, and this is a more of a UFC-specific thing here. You have commentators, for instance, Joe Rogan, who has a huge podcast, podcast platform that he had that is independent of the UFC. It's totally independent of the UFC. But he has such... Um such a huge following and his words uh, carry so much with his audience that the things that he says could be taken to be biased when it comes through commentary. For instance, uh, the way he talks about the Diaz brothers and on a podcast or any other fighter podcast, an opposing fighter in the octagon could feel a type of way if they if that was already in their head and he's already showing some favoritism. Case in point, um there's a lot of talk with um the coach coach Behrman uh, Behrman Bayman I think it's Behrman of uh of Alex Volkanovsky was saying that Cormier was extremely biased in the Holloway versus versus Volkanovsky fight. Part one. And he also said part two. Comey is like, I, I didn't even call a fight part two. So I don't know what the dude is talking about. But he's also been accused of that. And being biased towards Adesanya. And him versus Jan Blachowicz. So the same coach. Who calls him out for being biased against one fighter. The people are saying he's biased. For a fighter in the same camp. Right, so you know nobody knows what's going on. Yada yada, it's probably nothing, right? I've also, I also, I also follow, subscribe, and like all of the content these people pull out. Uh, John Anik, who is uh, my favorite commentator out, out of everyone, uh, he he puts a lot of. Uh, I don't know if this is the right kind of phrase. Like matter of factly, he might say. Well, my opinion on this, I know I'm just a comment. Like, he will completely emasculate himself and completely take his credibility away, you know, to give an opinion just so he wouldn't, it wouldn't come off as him being biased or unbiased either way. I understand that he's doing that. I don't like that he has to do that. Um, and it's it's because of the immaturity of the MMA community, the fighters and management. They, they're not ready. They're not ready for the big time. Like, we see all this stuff about fight or pay, fight or pay, and getting compared to football players. Like, first of all, you don't generate the same numbers uh, 
They don't generate the same numbers as football. It's just not like that. Uh, individually, they don't gen- generate the same numbers as NFL players. Like uh, Francis Ngannou, who is the heavyweight champion, he's not Russell Wilson. Like he's not box office like that type of guy. He is the scariest person to probably ever live. Uh, but he's not box office. You know what I mean? So these cats, and, and they kind of want the money, which I'm not saying they don't deserve. Jesus Christ, who the hell am I? But a lot comes with that. And um, there are, there are, there are uh, analysts and reporters that get a lot of flack for even having an opinion on fights because they've never been in there. So I can't even say, oh, he lost, and I think this and this should happen with the next fight. I can't even give that opinion. Of course, the opinion is say, oh, well, he didn't throw the hook. He threw the jab. I'd be like, who the fuck are you? You're just a reporter. That wouldn't be their place either way. But to give narrative, uh, I don't know, narrative type discussions, but to create narratives and to help push narratives is what reporters do. That's why the NBA is alive. That's why the NFL is alive. To say that for the UFC to like ban, for instance, Ariel Hawani from anything UFC basically because he quote unquote leaked information about Brock Lesnar coming back. That's like the NBA banning Wojnarowski. We're called, we say Adam Silver's a fucking idiot for banning Wojnarowski because he, oh, he leaked this trade that's not going to happen for another two out. That's, it's, it's idiotic. So all these guys, and including the promotion, including Dana White, they want the the populace, and they want the money from the mass media, but they don't want the invasions of privacy, which I understand, of course, obviously. But that comes with that. It comes with that. There's a reason why they make so much money. Because it generates everything else. They don't generate everything else. I don't think they I don't think they understand that part. I don't think you can think you get paid like a football player, but you don't generate any type of interest. It's any football player. That's not one you have. It's Conor McGregor. It's the only person, or maybe Masvidal, the only two people that are, can be com- compared to a football player that's box office, not even a top-level football player. That just means for a stature. Somebody says Russell Wilson. Hey guys, Russell Wilson's at this restaurant and he's signing autographs. Hey guys, Jorge Masvidal's coming and signing autographs. You're gonna get some people. But more people's coming for Russell Wilson. Hey y'all, Tom Brady versus Conor McGregor. You're gonna get a lot of people. But there's gonna be a difference. You know what I mean? Like they they want the good parts and not that part. So it's one of the things that, that holds everything for back from MMA. Um, it holds uh, analysts and commentators back from having their own uh, platform and their own way to, to make their own money besides being having to work for the UFC. Like, I don't want to work for the fucking UFC. What if I can make... Look, if you can make 300000 working for the UFC, right? But you can make 200000 working for yourself, you'll probably just work for your fucking self, right? You, you would just do that or you would try to work part-time for your seat just to get, get two checks but um it sound right boys i do think there is a, a line when commentators have opinionated platforms because like i said it doesn't take much to get a little friction and cause a little extra sensitivity to a fighter that may think they are biased or unbiased against something so um it's a little bit of a slippery slope we kind of see that with the nba but it's not like marv elbert has ever had a fucking kevin harlan doesn't have a podcast you know what i mean the nba and the nfl stuff comes from the analysts it doesn't really come from the commentators. Reggie Miller doesn't have a podcast, for instance. You know what I mean? I get, think people, Mike Breen. I don't know if he has. You know what? It, it's, it's different. Um, so it's a varied opinion. I just want to get y'all opinion on that. Let me know what y'all think. And uh, I appreciate y'all for listening. Again, another fantastic episode. We're going to get to more. 
And next time, I may do a whole NBA breakdown. We're going to watch these games come on tonight. I know the Pelicans are playing. We're going to lose to the 17th. I, was, I said we was going to beat them at first. We're going to lose by like 25. All good. We're going to go through other games. Um, we're going to go through some NBA previews. I don't really want to do an NFL preview. NFL is shit. Uh, but thank y'all for listening. I want to end it off with shit. But holla. It sound right, boy. This has been a Cross the Streams Media Podcast.